You're listening to Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. For more information, visit rightdirection.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today, Bishop Herbert Bailey continues with Passion for God. Let's move on. Passion for God, it will make you seek him. Passion for God, it should make you seek him. And to seek means to go after so you can find out something. To seek out. You seek through meditation. You seek through thinking. You you seek through, it means to inquire into. To seek, to go after, to aim, to strive after. To require and demand. To crave. And when you have a passion for God, you seek God. You require God. God, I can't make it without you. I don't want to make it without you. And remember that scripture that, 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 that you taught on about Moses? Moses said, Lord, if, you, if, if, you're, not, uh, if you're not taking us here, we don't want to go. Don't, don't lead us here if we're not going. As much as we want to get out of Egypt. <laughs> As much as we want to get from under this bondage and go into the promised land, if you're not taking us, we don't want to go. Oh, my God. No, he was saying, he said, God, we want to prosper your way. Sometimes people want to be, you you just want to get out. Okay. And can I tell you, I I know what it is to want to get out of a situation and that you, you just so, you just so desperate to get out that you don't seek God about how you get out. Or you're so desperate to get out, you don't ask God, well, if I get out, where am I supposed to go? You know, I've had people and because, you know, and sometimes I've had people that they'll, they'll come to church and let me know that this is the last Sunday. You know, that's real nice. OK, and, you know, they no seriously. They, I mean, they could just leave. A lot of people just leave and never say anything. Right. And so uh, every now and then over the years, I, over the, I can count on one hand. You know, mo- most people just slip away. Just drift away. Okay, but every night they'll say, well, pastor, I came up to me. Well, pastor, um, the Lord's leading me to tell me to leave the right direction. Time for me to go on someplace else. I said, well, where are you going? Well, I, I don't know. I said, well, the children, he, he brought them out so he can take them in too. Now, where are you taking you to? See, God, God don't take you out to drift. He leads us out to leave us in too. Come on. He said, I will give you pastors after my own heart who will teach you uh, not with knowledge and understanding and you won't lack anything. And so. To seek God means I require you, I can't make it without you. I don't want to live without you. I don't want to do life without you. And many of us, perhaps we can relate either personally or seen it in a movie where people run after somebody who say they're leaving them. And I'm telling you, I'm not going. You're the best man I ever known. There's no way I could ever go. No, 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 no way. I'm living without you. Holding, holding on the ankle. Okay. Desperate for a man. Desperate for a woman. If you can imagine that, that's how you ought to be about God. 
That's how you ought to be about your relationship with the Lord. Everybody else can leave me. David said, God, but whatever you do, ah, whatever you do, God, don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. I need you more than I need Bathsheba. Bathsheba got me in trouble. Now he desired Bathsheba. Oh my God, my God. He desired Bathsheba, his flesh desired Bathsheba, but he came to his senses and said, God, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. God, I need you more than I need that woman. So passion for God makes you seek him. Jump in here anytime you want to, Pastor Mark. You're doing like so good. Isn't this good? <laughs> Amen. You know, honey, when I think of the word require, you know, it's like I require tires on a car to drive. Mm. It's not something that I desire or even want or need. I require tires. My car cannot go down the road without tires. When we require God, I can't think without him. Mm. I can't move without him. I can't make a decision without him. So when you require God, you don't think about doing anything throughout your day without considering him. Mm. So it's beyond a need and a desire or a want. It's a requirement. And so it's necessary. And God wants us to realize that we can't do really anything without him. Is, is, he is our necessity. So this is, that's what I say you was doing so good, so powerful. I just jump in and say, I appreciate that. Amen. Isaiah 26, 8 and 9. Uh, let's, let's drop right, well, yeah. Isaiah 26, 8 and 9. Yea, in the way of thy judgments, O Lord, have we waited for thee. The desire of our soul is to thy name and to the remembrance of thee. With my soul, my mind, my will, emotions, have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. I mean, Isaiah said, God, with my everything that's in me, my mind, my will, my emotions, with my thinker. With my chooser, with my feeler, with everything that makes me uniquely me, my soul, I desire you. I require you and my, with, with my spirit. Now, notice he distinguishes soul from spirit. And with my spirit within me, will I seek thee early? And, you know, I often talk about that word about seeking early because I think I have another scripture about that. But seeking early, yes, it can mean early in the morning. Nothing wrong with that. And, and that's wonderful. But sometimes seeking God early means before a crisis arises. Rather than waiting for everything to get to its worst end. You know, like Brother Copeland, he used to say all the time. He said, he say, uh, the, the pastor said, well, we're going uh, to pray about this. And the deacon said, has it come to that? <laughs> Is it that bad that we need to pray? You know, uh, I, that I require that, that this is required. Yeah, we still need to pray. We still need God to order our steps and direct our paths. 
all the more during a pandemic. All the more with us when the CDC said, I, uh, yeah, well, we thought that, but no, we found that ain't right. Oh, we thought that we couldn't transmit uh, that. Yeah, that ain't right. Oh, we thought you should do this, but no, nah, well, now you need to do this. While they're trying to figure it out, we need the wisdom of God. We need to seek God. Hebrews 11 and 6, we all know this scripture. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Say this with me. Say faith Faith pleases God. God. You know, there are people who say, well, I'm not into that faith stuff. Well, you can't please God. (laughs) I'm not into, you know, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm boys. It's 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 good thing I'm getting older because I said I said I said be real kind of cutthroat. Used to used to be. I'm, I'm a kind to gentler pastor bishop now. Uh, okay, brother. A, a, a brother met met with me one time. He wanted to meet me. He said, Pastor, can I meet with you? I just got finished doing a series on love. And he said, can I meet with you? So I met with him. This is before we built this campus here over St. Andrews Road. And he met me and said, Pastor, now that series that you're teaching there on love, the Lord told me that's what you're supposed to be teaching. All this faith and prosperity stuff, that's not what you're supposed to be teaching. The Lord said you're supposed to be teaching on love. And I really enjoyed this message. And I believe that's the message the Lord told me to tell you you're supposed to preach. And I said, I'm glad you enjoyed the message. Now I think it's time for you to find another church. Yeah, that's kind of cutthroat. That's kind of cutthroat, right? I said, because the Lord doesn't tell you to tell me what to preach. And the fact that you would set up a meeting with me to try to tell me, like, I can't hear God. This whole, this whole church ministry started because I heard God. And now you're going to tell, and what he was really saying, I, I, I know the issue, one, one thing, if I, remember, I don't even know now, back then I used to know, I, I used to know who was tired and who wasn't tired. Some of y'all putting your head down, is it I? But he wasn't a tither. He wasn't a tither. And so I know the messages on faith and prosperity and tithing was, was convicting him. This love message seemed a whole lot more palatable. Okay? But without faith, it is impossible to please God. God delights in us believing him. God delights in us trusting him. I was doing a, a Zoom with some of the young adults uh, a, on my, my book, doing a book review. We met for about six to eight weeks on my book, This Finding Moments of Faith. And th- this came out of my spirit one night when I was talking to him. I said... God delights in us, I'm, I'm going to explain it after I say it, in us living risky lives. When I say risky, what I mean is doing things that require him. Okay? Not, not just trying to go through life being safe and comfortable because that looked like it may be too hard. Or God delights in us doing things that we require him. God, if you don't help me, I can't do it. That's why faith is always going to stretch you beyond your current resources. Because God is going to want you to say, God, you're my source. I don't have it, but I trust that you have it. I don't know where it's coming from, but I know you got it. And so without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must 
believe. You couldn't, you didn't get saved. You couldn't got saved without faith. By grace, he saved through faith is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and here's the part I want to get to, and that he is what? A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God will reward you seeking him out. God will reward you requiring him. God will, God will uh, manifest things in your life because you come to him saying, God, nobody can do this but you. He's a rewarder of them who not just seek him, but what? Diligently. That means, that means, that means insistently, diligently, um, uh, faithfully come to him. We should never be at the place that God, I'll take it from here. Oh my God. God, I, I, thank you. You know, some, some of us, we, use, we want to use God like a, I used to, when I was years ago, used to say like a toast or electrical appliance. But, but we got something more, more applicable now. We want to use God like an Uber. Call you up, pick me up, take me here, now I'm done with you. Okay? But God rewards us for diligently coming to him, requiring him, depending on him. There is a reward for going after God. Lamentation 325. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. How much want to want to see the goodness of God in our lives? We often quote Psalms, Psalms 27, uh, that I believe to see the goodness of the Lord where? In the land of the living. If we're going to see God's goodness, we got to seek after him. And not just feel like you know, God's for crisis. The truth of the matter, the Lord will help us avoid a lot of the crisis we have. He'll order our steps, direct our path. He'll lead us around these potholes. He'll lead us around these detours. Come on now. But we're going to have to diligently seek him, delight ourselves in him. Jeremiah 29 and 13. And ye shall seek me and what? Find me when? When you search for me with all your heart. Did you really? Did you really come to me for that? So you can re, you can religiously say, God, I just I'm, God, I thank you for another day. I said to you, order myself, direct my path, Father, bless my family, bless my wife, uh, uh, bless bless my two kids, bless us four no more. God, I help my supervisor, my manager, not get my nerves today. God, I ask the Lord that that we don't have rush out traffic today in Jesus' name, and nobody get on my nerves and cut me off in Jesus' name. Amen. Out the door. And we call that a prayer life. Unless you are spending time listening, you don't really have a prayer life. I don't care how many words you say. How many confessions you make? How many declarations you make? Prayer is a conversation. Prayer is dialogue. I, I like that, that movie, Apostle. I call you, you, I call you Jesus, call me Jimmy. Y'all remember that movie. Uh, Robert DeVoe called the Apostle. It's really a great movie. I call you Jesus, you call, I call you Jesus, you call me Jimmy. I call you Jesus, you call me Jimmy. He's talking to the Lord. I call you Jesus, you call me Herb. You ought, you ought to have dialogue with God. Yeah. So if you ask him what you should do about a situation, now you got to wait in his presence yeah. Yeah. to hear what he tells yeah. you. Yeah. 
when I, when I read that, when you search me with all of your heart, I go back to a time when, I think I share about this often, when um, our children were younger and I was having some challenges with one of them in school. And, I, you know, I, I just knew it should not be this way. You ever, sometimes you go through things, it's like, okay, we're going to work it out, right? But there's some things you go through, like something's not right here. That there is another way. And I, I remember going to God about it. And I, I heard him clearly say, Marsha, when you're really serious about finding an answer and getting a breakthrough here, you are really coming seek me about this thing. Now, mind you, I was praying, but I was praying divided. Mm. Okay. What does that mean? M- meaning praying and maybe I have the TV on. Mm. Okay, praying and um, just preoccupied with all the tasks and things I need to do during the day. I didn't close off myself from my my day-to-day activities or what was going on in TV. I kind of was so used out. They were all blended in. So this, when God says, seek me, when you search for me with all your heart, you engage your mind you're engaging your, your, your emotions. You're engaging all of yourself to seeking God about something. That, may, that means turning the TV off. That means like turning your cell phone off. What we got to do now is turn it over because sometimes we're praying and you're scrolling. Well, we, we're going through social media. Scroll. Scrolling through social media. While you're, while you're praying? Y'all, y'all be doing that? No, seriously, do y'all do that? Or looking at I, I mean, I, really, I ain't trying to make you feel bad, yeah, but no, I'm just it, picturing I, I this. Think, so you praying I think, and scrolling through. You know, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And you get distracted. And, Is that and, what y'all be doing? And picking up your phone. But I'm, I want to let you know, when I made a decision to like, I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to get into the presence of God and I'm going to call on God and I'm going to, I'm going to sit in his presence until I get an answer. That's when God gave me strategy. And when I came out of my prayer session, because the word says, when you shall seek me and find, you, mm. and find mm. me, you'll find me. God tells us we will find him if we seek him with all of our heart. And when I sought him with all of my heart, I found God, which is strategy regarding the situation. And God gave me strategy and how to help my child achieve in school. And that, ch- that strategy worked. So it's just the shutting down, the shutting away, and turning things off with all of your heart. I believe, and I taught this many years ago, I taught a series called Strategy for, Strategy for the Warfare. Every warfare you're in, I believe God will give you strategy how to be victorious. Thanks be to God who giveth us the victory and always causes us to triumph. There's strategy for every warfare. And, and, you know, and one, two things I often go back to is that time when we were in Tulsa uh, and, uh, you know, and because of our past finances and now, you know, the student loans have caught up with me and they're giving me garnish my wages. And the, the human resources department called me and explained to me and said, listen, we have no choice to this when we get these letters. And uh, we had just I just gotten ahead above water financially. And uh, I said, God, I said, I can't. Lord Jesus, they're going to take something like three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars a month or a paycheck or whatever it was. We couldn't afford it. And I, I went in, I fasted, and I said, God, give me strength. And the Lord gave, told me exactly what to do. And I, I'm, I'm not, I could probably, 
I could have, I guess attorney maybe could have done it. I wasn't an attorney, didn't know anything. But the Lord told me, he, 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 they gave me, he, he showed me the, the papers. I went and looked at the papers. I saw who the church clerk was. I saw which judge signed it. I wrote to the church clerk, I mean to the church clerk, <laughs> to the court clerk, clerk and to the judge um, and sent them my budget, told them what I was doing. That, that we're a family of, of six, right, six, right, six on one income, and that I've never been on welfare a day in my life. I've never even taken a wick or nothing. I, I provide for my family. I say, but we're not going to be able to do this if you, and then he had me, told me, send him a Polaroid picture of all your kids. Y'all laughing. But that was strategy. Yeah. A week later, I got a letter telling me, with that, that we're not going to garnish your wages. We're going to give you three years and then we'll check back in with you. That was about in three years, my financial situation had changed. Right, right. And about, after about another three to five years, I paid off all those student loans. God gave me strategy. Yeah. And which is why we can't faint. Men are always to pray and not what? Faint. 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 Give up. Cave in. Quit. Lose hope. Throw in the towel. So when you got that letter, you went to God. Right. And that goes with what you were saying earlier. It's like, you know, not necessarily regarding time, seeking God early in a time, you know, like one o'clock or two o'clock, but seeking God early in your crisis, as you said. Right. Thought about when you came down with COVID, that first night, we weren't sure. But, you know, and I was like, well, you know, and I, I went in my room and I prayed that night. I, I went before God to get strategy. I mean, this is early on. We didn't know what. That's what he gave you, the mummy strategy. <laughs> she was wrapped up like a mummy every time she come in the room. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, that's not what, But, you know, he told me to protect myself. <laughs> what have you. So I did what I could, y'all. See, we didn't I, have I did PPE. <laughs> What was PPE? We had no idea what that was, but didn't know. I mean, he got it back in March, you know, last year. Everything was so crazy, but God gave me strategy, you know? And so what did I do? I I went to God early. Mm. You know, when we first heard, I went to God. We first heard about he was positive. I went to God early. Not when I saw him not feeling. Make sure you're seeing COVID. COVID. (laughs) COVID, just all kind of positives. <laughs> Please clarify. COVID. Okay, all right. This is so funny to me. <laughs> to the Go pure ahead. all things. <laughs> oh, God. Wait a minute. So, it, uh, I lost my train of thoughts. God That's gave behind you. you. When, when you found out that uh, I was positive for COVID, right, God and, gave and, you strategy. And, and Kendra, but early, so I, I didn't wait till y'all got sick. When you weren't feeling well, I, immediately, you know, I said, okay, this is a situation. God, you knew we were going to be here before we were here. All of my days are written in your book. So God, can you go look at that book that says March this date and tell me what I need to do? To get out of this situation. Because all of our days are written in his book. And so I went to God. I said, God, give me a page out of this book. And give me instructions. And I tell you, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. God is a faithful God. He wants to to lead his people. He wants to give them instructions. He knows about your situation before you even knew about it. Don't be alarmed by it. God got the word on it. And God will give you strategy. Amen. Let me start wrapping this up here. When we seek the Lord, he gives us wisdom 
and understanding. I came across this scripture this morning and it just really blessed me as I was meditating on Proverbs 28 and 5. Evil men understand not judgment, but they that seek the Lord understand all things. Jesus said this is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. God will show us the way out. God will give us strategy. God will give us understanding when nobody else understands. And sometimes he gives us understanding or gives us uh, instructions and we don't even understand it. All I know the Lord told me to do this. I don't know why, but this is what the Lord told me to do. And I often think about uh, Jehoshaphat. What's the second Chronicles uh, seven, right? 20? 20. Second Chronicles 20. Jehoshaphat, these, these armies come against Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat says, God, we have no might against this army. Okay? They're bigger than us. Uh, we're a small nation in comparison to all them, especially all them. The Bible says have become confederate. They've joined together, become allies against us. God, we have no might against this army, but our eyes are upon you. What was he doing? We're, he's seeking God. God, we need strategy. What do you want us to do? And then he puts God in remembrance of his word. You told Solomon that when pestilence arises and people come against us, if your people, which are called by your name, will humble themselves and pray and seek your faith, you promise us you will hear from heaven. You will forgive our sins. You will heal our land. And so he goes to God for strategy and God gives him strategy, which no other nation would ever do. God tells him what to do. From a from spiritual strategy that did make that made no sense naturally. And that is what? Send the send the chariots first. No. Send the spears first. No. Send the archers first. No. Send those who are real good with slingshots like David was first. No. Send the praises first. <laughs> send Judah out first. Who in the world? Goes to warfare and sends out to... Boy, I wonder how many people would be resigning from the praise team. When you lose your passion and desire for something, it's not fun or enjoyable anymore. You just go through the motions. Many of us have lost our passion for God and the things of God. In this teaching, Bishop Herbert Bailey encourages us to find the passion we once had for God and the things of God. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or order online at www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for passion for God. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.